Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Are you ready? Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. We got to stop recording on Canucks game days. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure we have your choice. Like you're watching. I am downstairs, so I don't know if I can even get a feed. Is it still three nothing? It's it... still three nothing, and we—I mean, I was—I was going to say—we happen to record on Canucks games oftentimes when they're just getting shellacked. <laughs> so we're part uh, for the but course. But I don't know if that's a coincidence or if that's just—I uh, think it's a the way she goes these days. I don't know. I think it's a coincidence. Uh, we have a nice little little win streak there for a bit. But... Yeah, you know, good good things have to end. Welcome to the PP One Podcast. As our intro stated. We're on the Dean Blundell Network, and you know what? Uh, I would like to do a final shout-out, for the time being anyway, to our friends at Move Health and Wellness. They were great partners with us for basically mm-hmm. a season, essentially, so we're on a bit of a hiatus, and that's okay. But, um, I mean, big thanks to Gary, uh, obviously Dr. John, for coming by. I'm sure we'll probably bring John by anyway, um, yeah, because John's a cool dude. And just seriously, for all their support and helping both of us find new uh, practitioners for massage and Cairo and amongst other things. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to Move Health and Wellness. Uh, things, things are going well from, for them. They're stupid busy. I have them now texting me if there's an opening in the next little bit because I need to get my elbows looked at still. Um, anyway. Just shameless plug for that. Uh, and both like super funny social media personalities too. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a party over. I mean, Kelowna is a party. So um, yeah, so wherever you're joining us, whether you're watching the live stream on Twitter, you're on Dean's Twitter, our Facebook, our YouTube, you can comment along. Most people are watching the Canucks game. So there's a very good chance we're going to have a low viewership, but that's okay. We're not we're not here for the numbers. Hey, you go. I mean, we're kind of right? we're, we're kind of here for the numbers, but you know. We're not like here for the number. That's that's not what we're doing here. Um, it's been it's been some busy Canucksness in the last little while. Today, as as you're watching on your screen, um, the Canucks are playing the Panthers. Luongo and the Sedins were honored pre ceremony before the game for their Hall of Fame inductions. Which lots oh, of debate man. there. There's uh, did you just say there's a debate for the Hall of Fame? Did you? Is that yeah, what you're there's, there's lots of lots of debate oh, there. The okay. whole Luongo thing. Yeah. Okay, so not a debate. I was just like wondering, like, uh, where where do you want to go with that? But uh, Luongo kind of. I, I had a big like rant, but and maybe we'll get into it. Did you did you see the start of the game? Did you see? I, Lu- I, I missed. I was still driving home. So okay, so Luongo did a little speech and kind of said uh, that was his first time since. Did you say my contract sucks? He. he I, I bet he wanted to. I bet he wanted to. It doesn't suck. Did he have now. to leave and poop? No, that also. <laughs> he's like, guys, oh, you're not going to believe this. I quick have... second. I'm just going to get Peter Scooter to jump in real quick for me and give the first half of my speech. Exactly. Right yeah. Mika Nornan, if you're close. Uh, no, he just said, you know, he hadn't really addressed the fans publicly since what happened. And, you know, just said thank you for everything. And, you know, is he going to go in as a, you know, a Panther or a Canuck or, and then he said, there's been a lot of debate about, uh, this ring of honor or the banner. He goes, I don't care about either of those. He's like, this is, this is where it all happened. And he says, I don't care. He goes, I'm, I'm here for you guys. I appreciate everything you've done. And this, the city is like rocks, blah, blah, blah. And basically he just put like three days worth of can fodder to rest, which I thought was very Lou-esque. It's very Lou-esque, yeah. And uh, he had a big day on Twitter. He finally got his captain's photo, if you saw that on Twitter. 
So basically posted a selfie in front of the rest of the captains, which again, like the guy was just batting a thousand today. And I thought that was so awesome. So um, shout out to Roberto. He, he made, he made laughter out of a very not fun situation, considering that, you know, I think there is a, a bit of a debate. We've gone through this a few times about how, uh, how that kind of goes with, uh, um, you know, whether you're going to go into the ring of honor or retire his number. And there's been yeah, debate. About, that's a bait. I don't know. I think what well, we did like a couple of weeks ago, whether he should be one or the other, did we not I feel I, like we did? Like, what do I you think? Know. I guess what's, what's your thing? Cause Kirk McLean, someone made a great point about this. Kirk McLean should, and I don't know if he should be retired or not, but they both were pretty monumental as far as goal. I mean, again, Canucks don't have a whole lot to go on, but pretty monumental but Luongo did everything he was a game changer as far as a Burray or the Sedins um or Linden I guess goes so I mean at the end of the day maybe you do retire it but I I kind of like how uh, I think someone made a post about it whether it was Montreal or Toronto how they just like honor players and it's not like a ring of honor and it's not a jersey retirement necessarily but they just like will honor a player. And I mean, if someone came along and like, Hey, I want to wear a number one, or I want to wear a number 33 or 22. Maybe they give them the stiff. eye, like, maybe pick a different number. So, so what are you trying to accomplish though, though? I mean, are you, are you honoring players and retiring their jerseys? Well, that's what like, I'm asking. Like, we, like we've been doing, or, or are you honoring, are you honoring players and only sticking them in the ring of honor? Like, Here's you a have good to point. pick. You can't. You can't say. You can't say all of these guys are all. Uh, they're all Jersey retirement guys. Um, but from now on, like we don't want it to get too crowded, so we're gonna make. I mean, you can say that, but that's just weird. Like, which way are you going? I think like lots of Canucks things. It seems pretty indecisive. Well, the Canucks are indecisive. That's the problem. Like, look, look how it's all spread out. Like, I mean. Kirk McLean, they're they're putting names up there. I mean, really, we should have a guy like Juno Ojic in the Ring of Honor already. There's oh, no, no, why not? No, why not? No, we shouldn't. Come on, no. Come on. I, I like I. Whatever the, for the Canucks because the Canucks are are, are the most wishy washy franchise out there. Sometimes I think that's almost my is, point. The ring is fine, but like if we're being real here, it's a jersey retirement. The guy is an he's NHL on that level. Hall of Famer, but he's not a Canuck Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. give me a break. Yeah, he's good enough to be How can all you, time. He's good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, but he's not good enough to be in the Canucks jersey retirement. But that's so Canucks, though, when you think about it. That's how they treat it, everything. He should be the bar of what it takes to be a goaltender to get into a jersey retirement for Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Should be. Yeah, I already posted this. I'll put it back up. Okay. Our good buddy, Steve. So Lou's in the Hawk. He said this in our group chat, actually. Um, yeah, there he goes. Yeah. He deserves the highest accolades the Canucks have to offer. And I agree. Uh, so why not have why not have him there? Like, what is the point of not putting him in there? I know a lot of people were sort of pissed off about the fact, like, oh, he, we're so screwed over because of him not going to a long-term injury reserve or whatever. And he left on such a poor note. Like, so did Bure. So did Bure. Like, oh, well, he never had the playoff success and didn't win a cup. Like, okay, neither had, did anybody else that sits in the... He had two shutouts in the Stanley Cup final. Like... <laughs> almost, should have three almost. The, the, I mean, the, the precedent has been set. Like, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes... But I think I, that's the point. The, the Canucks are so wishy-washy anyway. I think the right answer is there, but no, nobody wants to take ownership or ownership doesn't want to take ownership and likely commit to something that i don't know it's like the ring of honor thing just comes up right they're like oh and he's in the ring of honor and that's it like what there's no debate about it it's no like is like, is he not the greatest like is it and i guess that's the other question like he, he says is the greatest like unquestionably yeah ryan he's got he's got 18 more shutouts than kirk mclean I'm just saying, though, he... in, in 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 like significantly less games, and the next closest guy for shutouts is, oh well, that that's kind of a shock. The next closest guy for shutouts is Dan Cluche, at 14. So, Kirk McLean and Dan Cluche mm -hmm. don't have as many combined shutouts as Roberto Luongo does in only 448 games, and that's only one statistic. 
That's only one. Yeah. Like we're not even talking about the wins loss record. Like we're not talking just, about runner up for Vesna, runner up oh, for Hart yeah. Trophy. In, in a season, honestly, where he should have won the Vesna. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I'm not taking any away from Broder. Like, I love Marty. That was a crazy year. It was a crazy year. I, I think the better goalie probably still was blue in that season, or at least we felt like it's probably biased, but like, I mean, yeah, Marty there's, said it in there's some pat- wins. Like, you can't, there's some pattern shape there. You can't say like, <laughs> it makes sense to give Marty the Vesna that year because he led the league in wins and set an NHL rent record for wins. All of that other stuff. Okay. But you can't not give that goalie when it's really close, the edge to Brodeur, right? But all of those things apply to the Canucks as well. So why is that not enough to get him a, jer- a jersey retirement? Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't care. I'm happy with either. It's fine. But don't tell me that he doesn't deserve to have his jersey retired. Because that's bullshit. I think I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I know. I'm just... I know. You know I, there's I, no one else here, Ryan. So I'm I know. <laughs> I'll let you go on it. Nobody would let me go on a big rant on Mike White for a football show. So I'm going to give you the Luongo take. So... Like, here's another, like, Steve's already on a roll here. Where does Lou rank all-time Canucks, not just goalies? I mean. <laughs> I have I have this one. He's number three. So it's Sedin's and then him. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And then. Who's pro- better? There's, there's, there might be players who are, like, have had more impact. Right? That, there might be players that, like, Burry is probably a better player than Daniel. You know what? Maybe not. He's probably got more skill than Daniel, but they're so different, right? Like, how, how many Canucks do you go, go out and score 60 goals? Because that's hard to do. That's sort of like comparing Ovechkin to Crosby. They're very different players. They get there in, right. in different ways. Right? Yeah, but Burry's then four with a bullet, I think. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and, and, and you guys... Know, I'm a Linden truther. Like, 100. You guys know, you guys know how important Linden is to me. Uh, it, but like where, is, oh, I th- where does he rank you what? have to take everything into, into you had that big thing about Lonnie Bohannis like months ago and Lyndon's oh, yeah, your guy yeah. yeah Lonnie Bohannis he's my guy as well okay but, uh, but but he's he's not there with he's not there with Lou like I think Trevor Linden would tell you that yeah, but, uh, yeah. and I and I think Bure maybe is close but like again he's a Hall of Famer and, too and, 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 and yeah he's a Hall of Famer too Bure was one of the first guys to make this franchise legitimate and then it wasn't for a very long time until number one came along. Well, the West Coast Express, I think, did some damage. Oh, he did some damage, but I mean, it was never not, a team yeah, that showed not that to it that had level. Playoff success, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was it was dark times for a while after that. And then Roberto Luongo made this team. People think about it like, holy crap! That day, there was the first day, and there was the last day, and the first day was equally as great as the last day was was sad. It was yeah, that and big. And so Steve is right, right? Like, where does he stand all time? Maybe that helps the debate. I think if you were to ask some people on the whole where he ranks all time as a Canuck, I think he's pretty firmly seated in three. There's probably some list where he's four. There's probably some lists out there where people just really love Trevor Linden and he's five. I'm just going to bring this because I'm I'm one of those guys. He's an Olympic gold medalist on home ice. Uh, that kind of is a big deal. This is unopened. I have an opened one. Yeah, and then you'll have some shits about it that'll just be like, oh no, like he didn't, you know, he didn't, he he almost lost us the gold medal. But he like, didn't. If it wasn't for Lou, we'd have somebody else in there that would have won us the Stanley Cup. Like, give me a break. He like, still made the save. Still I made think a save. On the whole, if you were to take, if you were to take a thousand people and have them vote on where Luongo sits, all time Canuck, he sits number three, but he doesn't have his jersey retired. Makes no sense. It doesn't. No. Stan Smeal's retired. Linden's retired. Yeah, Steamer. I mean, I love Steamer. That's great. Like, but and we're talking about guys who impacted the franchise, and Lou is way up there on that level too. If he didn't have the stats, he'd have everything else. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it is that's keeping him out of the, the 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 retirement, the jersey retirement. Like, I don't know. Like, honestly, what what is it that says he's not good enough to be? He's not good enough to be in there with the jersey retirement. You know what blows my mind right now? I really didn't expect this to be like the thing that affects you. I was really thinking this was going to be a me thing. And like, you're fired up about this. It's just, uh, thank you again. It's fine, but there is a lot of people that it's a big argument. I just don't think it's an argument. No, 
no, it's it's so easily like recognizable that he would deserve to have his his jersey retired, and and that's just that it's not, and he's in the ring, and I think that's super cool too. I mean, you get the huge face up in the stands, like that's rad. But if you if 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 you want the truth, he should be he should have his jersey retired. If they put like his Twitter profile picture up there, that would be. And then Roberto Luongo, like not his actual face, but his no 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 yeah the question mark yeah. I think that would be, I think that would be as impactful as anything. And then his name. They should, they should have a gate named after that. Pooh gate. Like they should have like this like gate one the Strombone gate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they should have like a bathroom stall named after him as well. Yeah. So when you go in, you're like, poo. Like, was he saying no? Was he saying Lou? No, he's saying poo. You heard it right. And you press a get. Maybe you press a button in that stall. Like seriously, you like. There's other people that need to use this, sir. <laughs> there's other people that need to go to the bathroom as much as you do, and the button's great. It's probably disgustingly dirty right now. But we need you to finish up because we also have to poo-poo. Just be done with it. Just be done with it. Exactly. Um, quick question before we get into more hockey. I made myself an espresso martini tonight in uh, a mug. So here's the question. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, there's a flyer, a fruit flyer in it. Hmm. Well, that's fine. So I have a question for you. Is it actually a martini if you don't put it in the glass? Oh, I don't know. Because that's what I made. If the I, alcoholic, if if the the contents of the alcoholic drink is the same, then is it? That's what I'm asking. But is it? Does it? Look, it's very obvious to me that it deserves to have its jersey retired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if it's the mug or not mug or glass, I think, I think it's. I think so. Yeah, it is. Um, it, I think. Yeah, it holds. It holds. Okay, that's good. That's I have good. Uh, no facts to base this on. I know very little about martinis. This could uh, be I in a tumbler. So about glasses, but this is very clearly. It could be in a tumbler, and it is still a martini. It holds the record for for those 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 mix of. It just is, seems like an opportunity for more martini. Honestly, actually, I probably could have made a solid double. I'd be pretty okay, well. I'm gonna come to your house for a pod. They're pretty good. I drinking espresso martinis. I think uh, I what time was it? Eight thirty. I could make a second. Oh no! Everybody's in bed. The grinder of the beans makes things mess. Oh so. yeah, big big. You don't keep pre ground. No man, it tastes way better. Huh. That's why there I have it. That's why I have the grinder, so it's always fresh. Come on, nice. Come on, I'm a coffee. You know who's uh, always fresh is Tim Hortons. I thought. Mm. Fresh Wes, maybe. Oh, yeah. Deep dive. Deep dive. Yeah. Uh, let's get back into hockey for a second here. Uh, I was at and our, this is why our entire week is. Yeah, because you went to go see CB. Uh, Connor Bedard. You went to go see uh, in the words of uh, former co-host Brady Ursel, a generational talent. In yeah. Connor Bedard. Yeah. These generational. Did Brady t- say it was a generational talent again. I can't. Remember. Was it Lafreniere? I think so. I think it's he could still be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Stamkos, Stamkos was a late bloomer. Yeah, that's because Barry Melrose thought that the rookie should learn to pay his dues and ride the pine. Yeah, that was stupid. Tavares was a late bloomer, although I don't really see him was as he? a... He was. I don't, th- I don't think Tavares is a late bloomer, was he? He struggled a bit to, to start. That. He struggled a bit to yeah, start. Yeah, he might have struggled. He might have only got 80 on that first year. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he struggled in his first year. But I mean, generational talent. I think you could take him off the board. Um, uh, Tavares. I don't think I don't think he's a generational talent. He was in junior. Uh, I think a lot of these guys get that massive hype bump, and then when they hit pro, like if you think about it, and we'll 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 jump to this generation. He's not a, he's not a generational talent. No, he might I, have been gen, yeah. But I'm just saying, like if you really look into these generational talent players, there is only like a handful. Like we we yeah. throw it it'd around be, it'd a like be fun to try to name those yeah but like you know remember like Sean Day everyone's freaking out like Sean Day is gonna yeah. be this next big thing or I think there's a very distinct confusion though from generational ta- I don't I'm sorry to interrupt you no go generational for it. talent and and uh, uh, what's what the special exemption yeah because that's like, like people Bo- think like Bull and Byram was another one if he's a if he's a special exemption he must be elite yeah as they say yeah. 
anyway, yeah, so I saw Connor Bedard play on, on Tuesday, came to Kelowna, managed to have the work seats, went out for dinner with a friend, it was a good time. Um, so my friend, her, her daughter's boyfriend, uh, Jackson, uh, Vaughn, plays for Regina. So there is kind of a duel, and then he's got a twin brother that also plays. So one's on deed, and one's oh. on one's on forward. So kind of cool. Really? So they they had a little bit of skin in the game on that one, which is kind of cool. So um, kind of neat to look at it from a kind of a different angle. You're not just watching one guy play; you're actually kind of cheering for people you, you don't know, but kind of you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. nine or twenty. Yeah, that's great. I'm not talking. How about his first season though? How about his first 54, season? Tavares is 54 points in 82 games in his first season. Fifty-four points. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's That's been a while, good. Ted. Screw off. It's been a while. I I, for, I can forget. How about what was Stamkos like in his rookie season? Uh, big dip a... though. In year four, he only had forty-seven points in. So games. so really, I'm not too far off on what I said. In forty-eight games. In Forty. He's <laughs> point per game player. <laughs> Basically, would have would have crossed over uh, to eighty-two. Okay, Stamkos. Yeah, go to Stamkos. Um, anyway, so kind of cool. Got to see, as you're looking, got to see Connor Bedard play. Obviously a big deal um, in any market. He's he's had quite the tour of Western Canada. Uh, our good friend Chad Smith, former Jersey City alum, uh, he was saying, uh, we were uh, messaging back and forth uh, on Wednesday. He was saying that they're selling seats in Regina. He's already been there for a season. They're selling seats in Regina for 80 bucks a pop. Home games. So he's saying, because he's a a little bit older than we are, um, he's saying like he's taking his grandkid to the game, and he's like, I can't spend $80 for a junior hockey game. Like, no, that doesn't make sense. So I I get there is the hype surrounded. It is nuts. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. So who is this? This is Stamkos? Season one, 46 points, but he had 23 goals. I don't know. I, I, we go on the hype, right? Like, uh, we're all treating like a Crosby, like a, uh, a Vetchkin, like a McDavid. He, he was in that, that tier, right? So he still did. Okay. He's got, he's, I get it. I'm just saying great expectations, Ted, great expectations is what I'm trying to get to. Good movie. Good book. Good comment. Good track. So anyway, back to me. Um, so at the game, so Pretty awesome player. The Rockets held him to one point, and it was a secondary assist in overtime. So the Rockets what lost. A loser. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. There's a few people. <laughs> there's a few people in the game. They're like overrated. I look. I'm oh like, really? Oh, I'm like, man. come on, man. Like, you guys. Let's let's be real here. If he wanted to, and I mean, he had some great chances, but the Rockets played. They played man on like man to man for him they made sure that he was covered it they shadowed him all the time still got a few great moves in but the star of the show and i'm working on getting him on this show was andrew crystal he had a four-point night he is now an a-level prospect which basically means he'll be a first rounder he is second in scoring in the whl he's having a phenomenal season like i said four points on tuesday he two goals two assists uh full value if you were there to see a show as far as the game was concerned, it was a show. He did a little shimmy shake at the blue line and just an absolute wrister. He's he's my new Nick Merkley, but with way more talent. Merk, Merk Daddy? Merk Daddy. Way more talent. And that's that's not, there's no disrespect to Nick Merkley because he did some stupid, stupid things um, when he was in Kelowna. Obviously, they made a Memorial Cup run. Lafreniere, 56 games, 12 goals. So there's a drop off. If we're if we're comparing all those guys, that is a pretty big drop off. I don't know. I don't know. So I know. they know he'll be fine. He's doing okay. He's he's got some good deals going for him. But I think the cool thing is, I mean, again, another player in Kelowna that has a, a chance to do some damage at the draft, having a fabulous season. Uh, hopefully, we can have him on the show. I'm gonna hopefully yeah. get to a practice next week and. Take my little. I got the stats right here. So he's got yeah. 28, 28 genomes, as the kids say. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-five apples, as the former kids that are around thirty say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For for forty-three points in twenty-one games, so he's having himself a season. He's a smaller guy. He's he is uh, smaller. Yeah. On the on the grand scale, five ten, one sixty-five. But I mean, 
those are the kind of guys that make it in today's NHL too, right? So it's it's speed and skill, I think. Like is yeah. so. I'm just looking at uh, say like I'm like you're a smaller like I'm a small guy, so I get. I, you make up. For, right? You make up for it in mass. So Zegris is six one. I was saying he's kind of like Zegris light. Like he has that type of. Although Zegris is the center, so that's kind of stupid to say that. But as far as like a skill set and like he's using, got the, he's got the Danglesaurus Rex. He does, but he uses his line mates quite well. I find, like I find that he distributes the puck. His first season when he came in, like you could see that he was very, and I think that this was kind of a, a kind of showing how the team was at the time. Like there was a lot of guys trying to do it on their own, trying to win the game, um, like be a team player. But they thought that basically they could kind of do it on their own. And then now this team is really kind of they've really gelled. And just how he uses his line mates, I I find that uh, he's pretty impressive. What's going on? You're pointing. Did we score? Just the ice machine. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Just letting everybody know, hey, but but to pop off some ice here. So anyway, oh, did you just mute yourself? And she's looking at it like, hey, like, can I do the ice? So then I mute it, and then she's doing the ice, and you're like, what's going on? And I was like, so I have to unmute it and then uh-huh. say ice while she's doing. That was it. a lot of things going on right there. It's not her fault. It's so me. anyway, uh, Andrew Crystal having a great draft year. I'm excited for him. Hopefully, uh, we can talk some PP1 podcast. We can talk some, hopefully, Canucks yeah. hockey. And so him and Bedard were boys growing up. Burnaby Winter Club, making it happen. Skate jerseys and, growing up. And how good was Bedard, though? Like, I know it's it's tough to be like, okay, I'm going to go see Bedard play and to see him put on a show every single game. But, like, mm-hmm. what did you see any, like, sort of things that you that he does on the ice that you, just, you can tell you that he's just, like, a cut above? It was it was a tougher game to analyze because I was looking for those things. He gained entry probably better than anybody. Um, definitely, like you can see, he's a dominant player. You can see that. I mean, he can probably change the game when he wants. It was a tougher game. It was a six-five game, so there's a lot of goals, and it's surprising he didn't have any of them. Again, gaining entry, he's able to shake guys really good. He kind of has like the um, the like the Drew Doughty spinorama. I thought was pretty cool. So he's got that in his arsenal. Like Savardian spinorama. Savardian spinorama. Sorry, I'm not Don Taylor. I'm not quite as well versed as that. Um, no, I think like he's got a good handle. He is feisty though. Oh man, like his penalty minutes. If you go and look at uh, at his PIM so far, uh, his points are equally as impressive as uh, how much time he spent in the box. <sighs> That's a thing, right? Remember when when Crosby first broke into the league, and like. Everybody loved Crosby, right? But mm-hmm. people were like, that Crosby is like a real shit. Yeah, he kind of has that. You know, like he had, like, I'm going to check here real quick. And I'm going to bet that he had like 90 or more penalty minutes in that first season. You think so? I mean, he had, he was all, like, people were all over the guy. But they were over him. It's just, I think the difference is Crosby was. He had 110 penalty minutes in his first season and 102 no. points in a rookie year. No kidding. I mean, you forget about that, right? 102, so power 102, forward. 102 points in his rookie season. Yeah, he was pretty good. Wow. And he didn't win rookie of the year. He didn't win rookie of the year. That's the one trophy Ovi will always have. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah, you, so you know. big seasons. One, two, three, four, five, six hundred point seasons. In a row. Not in a row, oh. just six of them. Yeah, um, I I do think Bedard so has got fourteen hundred career points. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I think he's got that kind of talent though. Not maybe not Crosby. That's I mean that's a pretty that's, high bar. But that a lot to ask. That yeah. type of skill set, um, obviously a little bit more on the Danglesaurus side, just because this is this is the age that we live in. These guys are doing a lot more with the puck in different ways, right? So. Yeah. Um, I could see him taking over a game. I think this has been a very tough road trip. They played Kamloops last night and got dummied, I think, 9-3. to three. It wasn't good. Stankoven just blew up, it sounds like. So um, it was it was a road trip. I mean, they did well in Vancouver. I think they still lost that game as well. But uh, people were gunning for him. I think this BC division, they're, they're willing to, I, I guess they'd be willing to lose, or, but they don't want to give up to the guy. So... 
Yeah. And he's not as tall as a Connor McDavid. Like McDavid's tall, right? So he doesn't have that, you know, sometimes you're, the body size is going to allow you to do a few extra things. And when you're smaller, you got to do it all in speed and skill. And again, awesome player to watch. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw my tweet or my Instagram post. There was an absolute winner watching warmups. And he had a Bedard uh, Chicago Blackhawks jersey. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty bad. I thought that was actually a very stupid thing to do. He was one of those people. And uh, it's it's a waste of money. <laughs> this is how I look at it. And you look like I mean, you never know. You got to win the lottery to make that pick. So that's ballsy for sure. But it's happened uh, so many times. Just going back to the the McDavid thing. Yeah. Because I because I love stuff like this, and it's fun to look back. Yeah. Because you forget how good players are. So we just said that uh, McDavid is a big guy, right? And we also said that Crosby had six 100 point seasons. Yeah. So what do you think Connor McDavid's actual height and weight is? Well, now you're making me guess. This is not good. Um, I mean, he looks tall on the ice. But I, and I remember there's that picture with the two uh, with the Asian couple at the airport. So he's he was taller than them. That's for sure. Um, I guess. But he was how much taller would he? He's probably like six feet. I bet. He's not. I, I I'm six feet. No, you're taller than that. I'm six feet. I'm. I'm I'm five eleven. You're gonna be taller than that. Uh the hair makes me look tall. Yeah, we're getting older, so we might be shrinking. No, not me. Uh, six feet. Got a guess on the weight? Mcdavid now? Um, yeah, I guess they don't have I pass. Mean, I don't pass. I don't fine. think they have pass weights on there. If I hmm, he's fit, but he's probably not heavy. And knowing hockey players, if you're in like the twos, you're like a big boy, and he doesn't look like he's two hundred pounds. I'm going to say 192. Mm, that's a really good guess. So six foot one, 193. He's a toothpick. So, so well done. He's uh, a by toothpick. Comparison, the big boys are 200 and over kind of thing. Uh, Crosby, 5'11", 200 pounds. He looks 200 now, though. He's all muscle. Uh, he's got those big tree trunk legs. Yeah, he's sick. Um, but the interesting stat against... The McDavid portion of it. So we had six 100-point seasons out of Crosby. Any guesses on how many 100-point seasons from our guy, Connor McDavid? Is he our guy, or are we just saying this for the sake of the conversation? It's the guy we're talking about. Okay, that's fair. Um, Connor McDavid, 100-point seasons. How many seasons has he played? Uh, Seven? Eight? He's in the midst of his eighth season. Okay, so... And he already has 41 points in 23 games. Man, that guy's insane. insane. <laughs> um, he's he's, he's pacing well. For this is a this good season. This is a good question, and I'm clearly stalling because I'm trying to put some stuff together. I'm going to say of seven seasons that he's played, and I'm going to sound like an idiot saying this, uh, I bet it's more. But I'm going to say five. Yeah, it's five. Nope. Five 100-point seasons in eight seasons, not including a 97-point season. I was going to say, he probably just missed. Yeah, uh, real shit rookie year though. Only forty eight points in forty five games. <laughs> was that the was that a lockout year? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, so these guys are ridiculous. Some kind of inter- I mean, he's pacing to t- to well e- eclipse Crosby, which is uh, pretty Cros- insane. I mean, Crosby had some injury problems though too, right? Concussions did, and yeah. I mean, yeah, those weren't his fault. Stuff. Those weren't his fault. Yeah, uh, and I'm just looking real quick. Connor Bedard stats, five ten, one eighty five. So he's a little bit closer to the the Sidney Crosby build than I don't know the Lafreniere build. He's worth a pick. Um, I did post it out today on our Twitter account, and because this is common knowledge, I'm not great at the NHL draft. I'm not aware of all the prospects, so I do apologize. But if the Canucks were in like ten to sixteen, and depending on how this season goes, like. Is an Andrew Crystal like someone you'd be interested in, or are there other players that you're aware of already that the Canucks should be looking at? Um, I'm such a homer, so I can't help it. Low hanging fruit, right? I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it's just too early yet. I think we're only like twenty some odd games into the season. I don't know what. I, I, I still have a hard time. As good as Crystal is, I, I, I have a hard time 
shying away from Vancouver trying to look at themselves drafting a defenseman. Right. I think they kind of have to do that. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, but he's he's great. Obviously played in the Ivan Holinka tournament. He put up six points in five games. So that's a U18 tournament. That's a tournament amongst his peers, which he was above a point per game. And he's having a phenomenal season in Kelowna right now. I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise to see the guy put up like 120 points um, in his in his draft season. So, well, yeah. where Bedard puts up like 150. <laughs> uh, I mean, realistically, yeah. that's the kind of season both those guys are having. That's a factor too. I mean, Bedard is having himself a season, but uh, I mean, I, I find it hard to see. There's going to be some decent defensemen available at that spot, so I think they're going to highly consider that. But mm-hmm. I mean defensemen are going to take a while to develop just like anybody else. And so if you're going to have a player that can jump into your lineup and put up points right away. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't spent enough time dissecting uh, what Trader Jim's draft record looks like, the types of players that he gravitates towards. So, I mean, he's a nice player though, for sure. Don't get me wrong. So like I said, low hanging fruit, probably recency bias. In Rockets forwards seem to have a, a, a habit of slipping into the later rounds. That's true. And so, so far, we don't as have... As good as they are. That being said, too, the last guy we took, we all got high on. And, well, he's not here anymore. Who's that? Uh, why wasn't anybody talking about Cole Lind this show so far? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, Cole Lind, he was a phenomenal junior. He was, he, and that guy was like an asshole to play against. Oh, jeez. Which, which we love, right? He gets but, cut I mean, from the world junior team, goes and... Hat trick in a fight. Still having, yeah. yeah, still having trouble cracking an NHL lineup, and yeah, and that's okay. Some guys don't figure it out until they're like twenty five or so, and and I still think Colin's got a chance to play in the league. I, I hope so. He's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he really is for sure. Oh well. So it'll be fun. Yeah. So should we get into the part of the show where we just are Debbie Downers? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Chris Letang, this is all serious stuff, unfortunately. Chris Letang had a stroke. He's 35, and I believe this is his second stroke. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's his second stroke. That's insane, man. 35 years old? Like, I'm 39, you're 41 this year? Yep. That's crazy. I'm I'm 42 this year. No, you're not. I don't know. I can't even remember. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you're not. I'm pretty sure. Um, That's, or maybe, you could be. I don't know. Uh, You know you, so... That's that's cr- like scary, but he says like he's got under wraps and he knows like he's. How do you he, get a brain attack under wraps? I, I I just don't know. Like I'm being honest, asking that question. I, I think because they've known about. I kind of read the the post today from Pittsburgh. Like they've had um like they they've kind of been monitoring him. Uh, I guess the last however many seasons, but uh, so so in monitoring them, they're sort of keeping an eye on whether he's got like any blocked yeah like any blockages basically because that's usually what causes the stroke i think right yeah so and he's come out and he says no i you know we know what this is it's not your your i guess would you call it a typical stroke where you know you can start seeing like you know fa- facial yeah eyebrow all that yeah, kind of the, stuff there's like the your left side or something like yeah face no burnt toast kind of thing words. so yeah Anyway, so I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm not pretending. Kind of scary. Know, so anyway, just I mean, like I said, like Chris Letang, like I was like I said, that guy can't be that old. He's 35 years old, and I mean, hockey that's really old. But him just, and Crosby, yeah, it's it's crazy. So um, that's one. Uh, before we popped on here, I was kind of hoping to go to the second intermission to do this show. Uh, we got some great news going to the first intermission. Thatcher Demko is injured. Likely looks like groin. I think. Or does it it's hammy? It's all good. I, I uh, tweeted out earlier to just, uh, Alexa, please allow Thatcher Demko to have a break. Unfortunately, should be fine. wrong break. So, Yeah, uh, the groin, uh, hamstring, uh, we know that he had some hip surgeries and stuff like that early on in his career to correct right. some issues. So, Groins are funky, though, especially for goaltenders. Groins are funky. Hamstrings are probably more so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, equal to maybe right. That's such a dynamic position for for movement that yeah, it's it's going to affect you no matter what. I mean, I'm a regular person, and and getting out and shoveling the driveway with a burnt groin was really tough. How was that? Have you how have your hammies been reacting so far? They've been pretty good. I'm okay. I'm, I'm like around you know, 85, 90% or something like that. That's good. The way back. The, the second tear really brought me down, but 
it's coming back. That was probably the difference in us winning and losing the championship, potentially. <laughs> you know what? It might have been. I don't want to think about it. Hey, good news. <laughs> you saw in the group chat, speaking of baseball, I will have my new glove in January. Mm-hmm. Should have ordered one. You know what? Uh, it's okay. You, I, you, they might still be on sale. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll just I'll try yours out for a game. It's uh, I, I I have to do the honorable thing, and I'm gonna work it in, work it in hard, get it into like some early games, get it dirty, because Maybe somebody pitched to you for a bit. Yeah, I just I want to get it just like as nice as it's it's really cool, and I'll I'll make sure I do like a full on reveal when I get it, but. I do need to get it dirty. It is a baseball glove. It deserves to be abused. Um, the one I've got right now is, what is it? I think it's like 15 or 16 years old. So You and I have like very close to the same same glove, right? Yeah. So it's it's lasted me. I've had it since, yeah, 04. So however long that is. I don't even know. 17 years, um, 18 years. So I've had it a long time. But I thought, I'm like, you know what? We're, we're at, we've got a pretty good thing going on our ball teams. And... I mean, you can't pass up a pro ball glove for $200. So, well, a little bit more than that, but um, especially custom. So uh, me and Alex Manoa are going to be in the 44 club. So it went, uh, it, it went weird, right? In these last like three, four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everybody was ordering from like, you, you, you would always order from the big gloves. Like you're always going for your Mizunos or your Rawlings. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or the what have you, right? I mean, but the last little bit, these boutique companies that yeah. have been just making like building custom ball gloves they give you such a great design and such a great product for like a really discounted price right yeah so. and i did a lot of research i mean it, you everybody does now whether you're buying a laptop or headphones or whatever like everybody's going through like just everything and i'm thinking well if guys that are getting paid millions of dollars trust these gloves to their game they've got to be pretty decent because you wouldn't just check on like the Walmart or the Canadian Tire Special and go pitch in the major leagues, right? I mean, you'd be pretty stupid. <laughs> Maybe you do and you're that cocky, but realistically not. So I went on the Rawlings site. I've been on the Mizuno site. I've been on a bunch of them and all their custom gloves are like $500. So yeah. And they don't have oh, as to cool go designs. Custom, right? I mean, you're yeah. getting the same quality glove that you would if you just bought a stock glove. Exactly. You get to customize it. Yeah. So, so I mean, cool. you put the you put the, the leopard print on there and elephant. And, that's the, okay. and the mint and oh El- sorry. Elephant print. Um I got the long laces, so hopefully that's gonna aid in stopping a few balls during the season. Yeah. You, you just make them like yellow, so like a Ovechkin skate laces. Hot pink. Okay. That's yeah. also cool. Very it's it's me. It's very me. But I got a black on the inside, so like I said, kinda cool. Um selfish mode. What was what was funny was when you we dropped our glove designs. I swear, we were very, very, very close in glove design. That's like, true. And I, yeah. I did tweak. Uh, I was our good friend Steve, who's commented here. I did tweak a few things at the very end. Um, a bit of practicality he says no. It needs to. He goes, I like where you're going. He goes, but you got to do it this way. You showed me one of your glove designs where it was just the laces across the top. I don't think oh, I'm the webbing the, yeah. the fifth the, the fifth finger, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm good enough to have a glove like that because that's you are relying a bit more on the mesh, right? At that point, in the or the basket, I guess you could say. So I don't know if I'm quite there. I mean, I, I do still have players stealing baseballs from me in the outfield, so I don't know if <laughs> I'm necessarily there to just, just to, call for it, just do it on my own, right? So. <laughs> Just it, call for it. No, I'm not hearing anybody call for it. I've got to make sure this catches. Me. I just figured I didn't have to call for it because it was coming to me. <laughs> you know, I just, that's how I feel about things. So that's fine. That's fine. Um, a couple questions. We'll get into dudes and guys in a second here. What's worse right now, the Canucks commitment to rebuilding or Vancouver with one inch of snow? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's topical. It's we're in the moment. The snow is clearly worse. Um, it's hard to, to <laughs> it's hard to shit all over the Canucks after um, the entire know, city, the metropolis after, of Vancouver, yeah, shuts down after after some huge wins against some very good teams and an impressive little streak. Even even though there was a, a complete egg laid in there too. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't. I feel like I can't just dump all over them. Uh, so you know, Vancouverites who don't know how to drive in the winter rolling around in all seasons not even uh, it's not it's not it's not good enough 
right? Mm. I mean, the you know, because you lived there. I right? did, but and islands, I had snow island, tires island though. Snow. I had yeah, island snow. Yeah, and 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 Vancouver snow is it's wet. It's it mushy. is. It's, it's slushy, right? You get you want to shovel your driveway. You can't just go grab the big snow shovel. No, you also have to have a garden shovel with you so you can get through that shit, and get it out. It's bad. So when you have people driving around and it doesn't snow all the time, there's a lot of inexperienced drivers out there, and it's it's ugly, man. Like I've spent a lot of time in both in both parts of the province, uh, and it's not even close how much better in the snow Okanagan. Thompson Okanagan drivers are as as opposed to Vancouver. I'm going to catch so much heat for this. No, you shouldn't catch any heat though. But Vancouver drivers in the snow, they're the worst. Absolute dog shit. They have no clue. In in like a monsoon rainstorm, one hundred percent better than any Okanagan driver. Oh yeah, they're they're like uh yeah uh get call me up to the F1, no problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, put on my slicks, Mm -hmm. I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. And they just. They're, they're rocking and rolling. I, and that's what I don't get. Like, you get the torrential downpour. And I was awful down there. When it was raining, because it was always dark. Usually yeah, we'd be right we'd be in, like, North Van or we'd become, like, you know, uh, wife's sister used to live across, uh, across the bridge there. So we would come. And, like, I'd be coming home at, you know, 11 or 12 at night. We'd be going up, like, 200th or something. You can't see any of the lines. And this is, again... Like I said, I'm I'm saying like I was inexperienced on that. So the rain would kill me. I it was and so Zach dark. Lairdo. Pardon me? Dak Lairdo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just awful. And yet snow and I have my snow tires because why wouldn't you have snow tires? Yeah, obviously. And I drive around like people are slip and slide and oh it was awful to get to work to I'm like, What? Why? Yeah, I mean the amount of people that you see here, like okay, we're in Kelowna, obviously, right? When it when it's really bad and it's only really bad maybe two, three times a year, right? There's always like one really bad one this summer. Right? Yeah. And a couple, a couple in the spring and then maybe one in the fall. Like for rain, bad for rain. Oh, okay. I like, thought for snow, really, I'm like, really, I don't know really what you're talking about. Rain drives, right? Sure. There is, there is people hydroplaning all over the place. Mm-hmm. A Vancouver driver has that un, under control. Sure. They're, like, it's every day going full F1. Right. But when it comes to that slushy ass snow, it's bad. It's bad out there. No so, chance. Yeah. Yeah. Big big wins for Vancouver versus Vegas, Colorado, Vegas again, San Jose. Yeah, I can't. I mean, just because the Washington game looked like dog shit and this one doesn't look great, I can't. I can't not say that it's the snow. But they never. They always are in tough against Washington. I got to see that game last year, and Ovechkin didn't score the big goal, even though they thought they did. It was ends up being Kuznetsov uh, his hat trick goal, which was cool, except <laughs> for the fact that people threw their hats on the ice in Vancouver kind of a buzzkill but you know they've always been in tough with with washington and that's fine ovechkin's i think like over a point per game against vancouver so big big beret yeah is beret is beret ovechkin light no but i mean you'd have to get really specific on what that means like how do you physically lighter but um is 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 ovi not like just a bigger badder better player than than beret better version of Beret? Oh, he's everything better than Beret. He hits, he has like 3,000 more hits than like the next closest guy. In... Right, but Beret used to hit, people forget this about uh, Beret. Beret used to, he used to run guys over, he used to elbow He was a guy. rat though, in a good way. In a good way, yeah, like the rat you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not like Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand had a more overall game, but uh, he wasn't licking people. Beret wasn't licking people. Yeah. Wow. Stupid and a corner cola, maybe, but um, uh, oh, hey, hi there, (laughs) hi there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess you'd have to define what that means because I mean, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are probably close to, I mean, because he's Russian, because he scores a lot of goals, whatever. Not even that he's Russian, just like take the player and the way that he plays. I don't think Bray was reckless though. Did you watch Beret? He wasn't reckless, though. Not re- Beret wasn't reckless. No. Oh man, man, you couldn't touch him. He wasn't reckless. He was. He was a mile a minute. Sometimes I don't even know if but, that guy knew what he was doing. But that wasn't reckless. He knew what to do with the speed. Ovechkin's just like, oh, we'll see what happens. This is going to be a maybe, longer. Maybe, this will be a longer in his debate. Year. I don't know. I think we need to look at a bit. I don't know. I mean, Bure was Bure was reckless. It's the same reason that Ovi's reckless, and it makes him so awesome. 
Burry was reckless, and that's the reason why he had such a short career. Wow. I would say, was it Steve Smith that hit him into the corner there? Norton? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's Burry's fault necessarily. No, it's not. He's still reckless. I mean, <laughs> this this is a debate for a different day, I think. Uh, let's get into dudes and guys to end the show. Dudes and guys, dudes and guys, dudes and guys. Uh, it's just you and me this week. So Good show last week. Good show last it's been week. you and I for a long, long time, friend. It, it has been, but uh, it was a good show last week. That was a lot of fun. Grady was a good time. Yeah. He knows his Canucks. Yeah. He's up to he date does. in the world. Holy 4 1. Who scored? Who scored, who, scored, who scored the goal? You don't know. You have the game on. But I'm not watching it. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? This and I'm looking up stats for you. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, stats for recklessness? <laughs> it's like uh, his reckless rating was. Uh, it's like his reckless rating was Brian Adams. Okay. Like, oh my God. So reckless. Did you get that joke? Reckless Brian Adams. I got you. That was an album. That one uh, cut a little bit like a knife. It did a little bit. It did a little bit. Who Who's your guy this week? Um. Yeah, my guy's Brock Besser. Oh, for real? Yeah. Just don't just, like don't like his game. That's fine. Oh, I don't know. Like I just like. It seems like he's lost his spot, right? Like he's just no longer. A goal and goal and two assists in the two games prior to Washington. I mean, yeah, that's, a, he's, that's he, he he continues to collect points, but I mean, he's not. I mean, he just looks like he's been pulled off the top line now, as of recent practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as of as of this last little bit, I think like reluctantly now he's been forced into that spot where Hoaglander was sitting. Yeah, and so he's probably gonna play on a line with 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 Horvat and Miller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can see it in this game here. I'm trying not to take this game into account when I'm selecting my dudes and guys because I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm trying not to pay attention. Yeah. But like some of the parts for the last like four games, I think he's been there and I think he's continued to collect points and he's done what Brock Wesser always does. He always allows the play to flow through him. I think we've talked about that so many times mm-hmm. at nauseum where he's a smart guy and he knows what to do with the puck, but I don't think he's being counted on anymore as a guy to put up points anymore. And I really feel like. I really feel like Kuzmenko's passed him to this point. Oh, I think so. But you, so you're saying he basically he doesn't have that pressure to be the guy, the shooter. I, I, I don't think so. And I don't think I mean he's, he's he got he's got a couple goals. I mean it's really nice to see him get those, even though they weren't classic Brock goals. I shouldn't even say they're classic Brock goals because those are classic Brock goals now, right? That's mm-hmm. how he gets his goals. Yeah. He doesn't beat guys. He doesn't beat guys outright anymore. He's in and around the net. He's deflecting pucks. He's sort of working hard, right? But. Geez, what are we looking at here? Minus fourteen now. He's a he's that's had a rough good. he's had a rough season. He's had a he's had a real I see that he's collecting the points, and that's gonna help his trade value a little bit. Um but even giving interviews, his body language and interviews, I mean the things about going out there and you know, playing the right way and doing the right things and and I can appreciate so many things about Brock Bester's game and I think he really has come a long way defensively. But lately he's kind of getting eaten up a little bit and I think we're seeing points, but maybe at the expense of this minus fourteen that we're seeing as well. And he doesn't look like a prominent piece in the top six anymore to me. I, I that's weird to say, right? I mean Yeah. I, but that's kind of where Tonight we are. Tonight of all think, nights with, you with picked Besser. him too. Or pick him up. Pardon me? I said of all nights you picked Brock Besser. Yeah. You already know why. I don't know why. I haven't been watching this game. Mm. Is What's, something going on in this game? He he might be the reason that it's 4-1. Well, what do you mean? What did he do? He scored. <laughs> oh, okay. Is he the reason he's 4-1? Is he was on for four goals but popped one? He's the new JT Miller. Yeah. He's a new JT Miller. You know who I my... mean? That's fine. Again, I'm trying not to. T- I'm trying to take it on the sum of the. Week, I know, right? I know, I know. We can't. But, but I think that. I mean, you picked him last week, so it's funny that you're jumping all over me about it. All right, this that's what I do. I'm I'm good at harassing in a good way. He did just. He did just score. He, he did. So it's good. You know, <laughs> see, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, keep going, keep keep crapping all over him, well, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. Stillman, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know who I'm going to take, and you're going to be shocked at this. Shocked. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. He's the one untradeable guy on this team. Quinn Hughes is my guy this week. You know why? Damn. You see it? Hughes just scored. You're you're lying. I'm sick. 
Jeez. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I dig it. He hasn't scored a goal this season. He hasn't That's scored it. a goal this season. So he's your guy this week because he hasn't scored a goal this season. That's I've told you, you I have weird reasons, and this is my reason. I don't care that he's got one, two, four, five points in his last five games. He was held pointless against Washington, yeah. pointless against Colorado. I, listen, mm-hmm. come on now. Listen, man. Twenty-one points in nineteen games, Quinn, not enough. It's not enough. They're not there's no goals. This is the guy that's supposed to shimmy shake, have the point shot. I don't want assists. You need to prove that you're a scoring defenseman. You need to prove that you're as good as Kale McCarr ish point five. I think you should have picked different reasons. No. Goals. <laughs> I'm being selfish this week. I told you we uh, never have to have a reason. I'm picking it because yeah, like you know, you're right. You're right. I think no that's rebuttals. fair. That's fair for me. It is. No yeah. You don't tell me how to think. Thank you very much. So yeah, Quinn Hughes. Can we look up his pathetic rookie season. <laughs> Hi. Like the only, only reason he's fifty three points in sixty eight games. Yeah, and the only reason he didn't win it because he was against McCarr, and you have to pick Kale McCarr. It was like the low. It's like Luongo and Broder. Like ah, they had to have the same season. Any other year, Quinn Hughes would have won that. Maybe he can go back in this year and be a rookie again. I don't yeah, know. I mean, he'd still be eligible. He's only twenty three. That's true. That's true. Too bad Kuzmenko can't be a rookie. Hey. Like or like for a Calder trophy anyway, kind of yeah. sucks, you know. I mean, uh, Kirill Kaprizov he won it, but I think he was twenty four. So, apparently twenty six. Apparently there is a, an age you can't win it, like Tim Thomas. Yeah, Jimothy Timothy Thomas. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's let's have some fun. Who's your dude? You're gonna you're gonna pick Quinn Hughes because you're because you suck. Uh, Just do I mean, it. Quinn did yeah. have himself a game last game. Yeah, uh, but he's but he's not my dude. Okay, and, good. And 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 I think I'm gonna reel it back a little bit. And and my dude is is gonna be Kyle Burrows. He's who uh, isn't in the. Come on, how is he not in the lineup? I, I exactly, but I mean, this is a guy that whenever he plays in the lineup, I mean, deserves to be in the lineup. I think this Impact team player. needs more. I mean, he scored in his last game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I just think he's he's such an upgrade over Stillman right now. It's ridiculous. I'm not entirely sure. I get there's there's pairing matchups and I guess there's hand to hand matchups and and all this other stuff and I'm just not seeing it. I'm not I'm not seeing like a great reason to keep uh, Kyle Burrows out of the lineup. And I I know that he was a minus three in the last game and he only played like 13 minutes. So you got beat. Show me someone times. on that lineup that didn't have problems. Exactly right. And I think that's part of the problem. Right. Like put him in. And let's use him specifically for situations that he's intended to. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's play him as a, a sixth defenseman on the third pairing, right? Mm-hmm. Let's not overuse him. And I know that he was beat up a little bit here, but I mean, this has been a guy like at least in his last few starts, we're looking at twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, nineteen minutes, nineteen minutes, and then third in that bum game versus Washington. But quite frankly, everybody looked like dog shit. And then they're like, "Sorry, we're gonna cut you. We're gonna put you on the and, bench. We're gonna be in the press out. box eating some popcorn." So he's looked really good, and I don't care about any of this stuff. I'm mean, Kyle, Kyle Burroughs was a really fun guy to watch in this last little bit here. And I kind of wish he was playing this game to be honest. So just something a little different to kind of be fun. Kyle Burroughs. See, this is, this is why I like this segment because we don't need reasons. You have made a, a very fair yeah. point. Again, it's stupid that he's not even in the lineup. Like maybe that's why Bruce I mean, won't be here the whole season. Who knows? Would have been really easy to pick PD for, for a, a guy of the week as well, who might've had his worst game as a Canuck. Yeah, but those holy are... shit, was he bad? But I mean, everybody, yeah, whatever. Some back to backs, a lot of games in a short amount of time. Some guys just don't have it, right? But I mean, that's a guy that we can give a pass. At that's probably life. a guy, yeah. You're gonna give at least one, think, ah, you know what? Although I probably called him a, a guy and he bounced back and became a dude. So, um, I you want to have a knack for that. I do. I did want to pick Kazmako. Did I pick him last week? I think you picked him like every week, no? Oh, he's just so easy to pick. But I'm going to go with a guy that likely is going to have to shoulder the load for the next little bit. Spencer Martin. Mm. He has been a breath of fresh... Not a breath of fresh... I'm going to take... Dial it back for a second. Rewind. Beep, 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 beep. Spencer Martin has made things real for the Vancouver Canucks. He's basically proven that 
you can build from within. You can have a guy that comes out of the AHL and actually can be a reliable, um, not necessarily backup, but he is a backup. And I, I think it's pretty obvious we're probably not going to be seeing Demko for the rest of the week, I would assume. Didn't look good. No. And so there's going to be a call-up that comes there, obviously. But Spencer Martin has been a very, very nice addition to the Vancouver Canucks, including last season. He's His, his wins speak for themselves. He doesn't look lost in the NHL. He's going to have a no, bad no, night no. like anyone else. But he looks like he can fit in on any given night, on any given opponent, and and show himself to be worthy of being an NHL starter. And as a goaltender, we've seen a lot of bad ones. We've seen, I mean, we've seen them in Vancouver. Vancouver's seen some really good ones over the last while, but yeah. So I I would say you look at a guy like him and you think, you have Spencer Martin and you think, okay, we can still win based on the team that we have. We can still win with everything that's ahead of him. We don't have to worry about if there's a gaff up front or or even on the blue line. There's a good chance he's still going to make he can make a, a game-breaking save, but he's going to make a save. He's going to make a, a game-important save. So Spencer Martin would be my dude. And I'm not even going on statistics. I'm going based on what he's basically provided so far, I mean, really, this season. He's got a 6-2 and two record. Um, he just missed out on that shutout against uh, Vegas, which, yeah, it's a shutout. Whoop-de-doo. He got the big win. So um, he looked amazing. Uh, I I'm happy that he's he is a Vancouver Canuck because I think they'd be that much more screwed. Maybe they'd be in the Bedard sweepstakes still if if it wasn't for for Spencer Martin. So maybe people want to curse him. I'm not sure, but he would be my dude. I mean, he's like really consistent, mm-hmm. um, like dating back to last year even, right? I mean, he kind of held down the fort. Mm-hmm. He's such a he's a bigger guy than I think initially I had thought as well. I mean, he's a tall goalie. He doesn't look that different than Thatcher Demko in the net. He looks big, right? He looks mm-hmm. physically imposing, which is helpful. And that's not a lot different than what's sitting down the farm of Arthur Silos and, mm-hmm. and, and Colin Delia. I mean, those are a couple of big guys too. Silos is, is 6'3", 217. He's a super athletic guy. I mean, he's been playing really well and you still have Colin Delia. I, I don't know who's going to get the call uh, for this roster over the next little bit. So one of these guys is going to come up if Demko's out. Mm-hmm. So it'll be kind of interesting. We've seen Delia play before. I mean, we've seen him in Chicago. Yep. We we know what he's about. Um, I would be shocked if it wasn't him. I think they would probably go with the two journeyman guys that just have that level of experience and Silo's needs to continue to get reps in. And, and that would be good for him to stay on the farm. Speaking of the farm, we get a couple of guys down there that are getting experience right now. Yep. Um, from this current squad. But yeah, man, Martin has looked I mean he's looked the part for sure. And it's such a backup goalie thing to have happen. Oh, it's so typical. Too. So typical. Right. So I mean, just when he came in, right, we were watching this guy. I don't know if you saw it. Demko left the game. It was crappy. Hush comes over the crowd. Martin skates to his net and people are cheering. Right. That's just such a Vancouver thing to happen. Oh, we love our backups. Like, geez, we love Kay Whitmore. We like Troy Gamble. We liked, I mean, Corey Schneider's another one, right? There was a goal, obviously. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Do you see this? Uh, your your video's a bit on delay, so I'm getting a bit of both. But There's a, there's this uh, preview for this that new movie, Silent Night. Okay. It's a... Uh, I think it's called Silent Night. It's, it's that like killer Santa movie where he like, oh, okay. takes a special ops team, right? Not it's, the like, cocaine Hopper bear. From, I was good. That was where I was going with this Hopper from Stranger Things, and then I saw today a preview for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Hollywood's getting uh, short on ideas. Like, yeah, we, what we if we got a movie got club a... at work and somebody's like, "What if we go to Cocaine Bear?" And I was like, "Oh, is this a joke?" Or was like, apparently, it, it was a true story. Like, funny or die. Like, no, I'm a bear. And I think there's some kind of narrative on it that, like, so this is like, like, uh, Wonder Years. You're probably wondering how I got in this situation. Snored some cocaine and I'm a bear. Bad combination. <laughs> Let's get crazy. Yeah. Climb a tree. You'll be fine. Exactly. Well, dudes and guys was fun. Um, uh, any final words from yourself? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah. I do want to say one thing, and this has been a heavy-hitting week of, of news for 
personal stuff. This isn't personal, but he is a friend of the show. He is a friend of yours and mine. We've both played hockey against uh, against and with this guy. He uh, helps run play on uh, Kelowna. Big Great part dude. of big part of ball hockey and and hockey and, and a nice, just a nice guy. Nice too. dude. Um, yeah. I work in the building industry with him. Super nice guy. Our boy Wit uh, got dealt a pretty tough blow today. Um, has a form of skin cancer. Uh, I posted that on Facebook. Uh, I think there's going to be a GoFundMe coming out tonight. Uh, we will definitely share it. I will be donating to that. Uh, Wit, when I first started my Always ninety four blog and everything, uh, he shouted out to me. We we're again college friends playing ball hockey and stuff. And said, "Hey, man, uh, if you want to, you know, do some blogging for, for play on, like we'll get you on, we'll get you as a sponsor on the shirt. Doesn't cost you anything. You just got to do some blogging. So, like my little always ninety four things on one of the play on shirts, which is like who does that? So, Whip um, very exactly Whit Penner. So anyway, uh, hope that goes well. Hope he he's going to be going to Vancouver and stuff. So fighting obviously a pretty important fight, and he's he's got a family, so." You and I both know, like, the things... It's one thing to do it on your own. It's one thing to do it even just with a spouse. But you throw in family in the mix, and, I mean, it hits it hits a little bit closer to home on that. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll post that up. And like I said, we're we're gunning with you, man. Hopefully uh, you can kick this and get back to, to being a big W as, as you are on Twitter. So, and who is not Chad Kroger? He tried to fool me on Twitter that he was Chad Kroger. So, so on that note, I will, I will say one more thing and i think that's just pretty simple that things are often put in perspective for us and Mm -hmm. that it's important to take that perspective that you get and just like be present and be in the moment and hug the people you love exactly so not to be a bummer on things but real life happens and he i mean huge hockey fan big canucks fan so you know we're 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 rooting for you buddy so anyway should try to get him on the show, I think, at some point. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't like his Canucks takes, so. though. <laughs> That's the fun of it, though. Yeah, That's true. So, anyway, this is the PP1 Podcast on the Dean Blundell Network. We, we talk about the Canucks. We have a good time. Make sure you check us out on all the places that podcasts exist. Go rewatch our video tomorrow when you're bored at work on a Friday. This was a good time today. I didn't think we were going to get over an hour and... Here we are. Here we are. We, you know, you go on a massive debate about Roberto Luongo and his place in Canucks lore, and clearly Ted is the be-all, end-all voice on this. So, um, you can come at him. Ted's going to knock your block off. I've seen him. Dude's built like a freaking brick house. So, anyway, people on podcast. Ted, Ryan, go Canucks, go. Bedard, Crystal, peace out. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. It's your boy, Josh Elijah here, co-host of the Down by Two podcast and DB2 Bets, which now drops every Friday. We wanted to break off a piece of that weekend action, so we decided to move our show over to Fridays. Now you might be asking yourself, what in the hell is even DB2 Bets? Daddy, chill. What the hell is even that? Well, DB2 Bets is our sports betting show that is powered by Betstamp. We use the Betstamp app to find the best odds available across all different sports books. And be sure to tune in every Friday and follow along with our picks. Or don't use our picks. Do the opposite. It's your life. Make your own decisions. Just make sure you line shop and please gamble responsibly.